right now. There we go. Welcome back to CrappieCast In-Depth Series Mapping Side Scan Episode 3. I'm Shane Jones. John Farmer. Oh, y- y'all know us from CrappieCast Live on Thursday at 7 p.m. We This is Episode 3, so we're kind of getting into the mapping. And uh, John uh, sent some pictures of uh, some side scan and down scan. And this is after you actually found a spot on your mapping and, and or, or area you already know. And you're going to go in there and try to get more precise on where you're going to be fishing. So... Uh, John shared some of the settings, and um, I'm on, we, I'll let John name them off, and then when you see this recording on uh, Facebook or YouTube, you will uh, be able to see the picture, John. But talk about these settings. This is Hummingbird. This is a Helix, so go ahead and talk about that, John. Okay. Um, from top to bottom, uh, like, like Shane said, if you want to go there, go to YouTube or, or Facebook and look at these. He's got a picture here. Uh, this is kind of where I start. It's, it's a good base of where to start with your settings on a side image on a hummingbird unit. I've got set, sensitivity set at 14, side imaging contrast set at 7. Uh, then this unit, this particular unit is a 12 inch unit so I shoot out a little bit f- further than you might want to do with like a 7, 8, 9 or a 10 inch helix. Uh, I'm shooting out 85 feet on each side of the boat. So basically what they're saying is scanning 85 feet to the left and right of where the transducer is. Um, I scan out both sides. You can take it and scan, scan just left side or just right side. Uh, and, and in this case, it's set on both. So it's looking out left and right. Your chart speed, uh, you usually want to try to match that with how fast you're going on the boat. In this case, I've got it bumped up maybe one more than what I normally run when I'm scanning, I've got it on five. Uh, typically my boat runs around four when I'm scanning, four miles an hour. The color palette is on two, which is a kind of an orangish uh, color. And we have the side imaging dynamic contrast on. And the way you'll get to these, to where you can adjust this is go to the side imaging screen and you'll hit menu. When you hit menu, then it'll pull up all these options that I just read off. And you can adjust each from top to bottom where I just read off uh, each one and start from there. And if you're clearer or dirtier body of water, you might have to play with some of those to get it where it looks the best for you. Yeah, that, those settings are going to get you in the ballpark, guys. It's I'll show you. You'll see some pictures and later on when you see this recording and uh, how clear these images are. But... Uh, like I said, we've we went over mapping, went over when we were on X, we went over Navionics, we used Google Earth, we've found some areas and, and we're side scanning and we're gonna show you some pictures of what John has taken and, and it shows fish on your side scan, the shadows and everything, and John explained to you then like John's gonna tell you, you know, if you're really unsure what to do. So let me scroll up through here guys and get to this side scan picture. That's the dock. We don't want that one. There it is, John. That's, that's a perfect scenario. Describe what we're looking at here, John. Okay, that right there, that's a stump. Uh, for those that you can't see it, it's, it's showing a stump, and it's got some white dots around the stump. The stump looks like a, dump, a stump, a shadow of a stump. It's got some white dots that you can see, and then there's also the black dots. What the black dots is, that's the shadows where that transducer shot that beam out there and 
the white is where it hit the fish. The shadows is where it didn't receive that beam back. And that that's how the side engine works. It shoots the beam out it's, and it's sending this pulsating beams out. And then it interprets what it gets back from those those sonar beams. And, and that's that's how you get the picture on this. So when we go into an, another picture here, I'll explain it. You'll see like uh, the fish will look, they'll be like lighter color than what, what your palette is. Sometimes they're shinier, they'll be white. And then you'll look past them and those shadows will kind of tell the truth of what size those fish are. Bigger the shadows, bigger the fish. Right, that, that is a clear picture, guys. And it to me, it kind of looks like, describing it on the podcast here, it looks like birdshot in there where it's shot on top. You see a lot of, you know, you're getting a lot of return. There's a bunch of fish on this. Uh, it, it, you can see some big time shadows below it. But when you see that, guys, if you look from the center line of your boat, that's out, what, 20 feet, John, something like that. I don't know, 25, 30 feet. Yes, yeah, in that range, that's right. Yeah, and you know, water's depth's 13 foot, so you know those fish are probably going to be, you know, seven, eight foot deep or right in your wheelhouse, you know, like John was saying in the last podcast, you know, try to find fish in your wheelhouse you're comfortable fishing. But that is a that is a perfect example. Uh, I think it's today. This, what are we looking at here, John? This is uh, two stumps together. Uh, they're smaller and shorter. So <clears throat> in these next few pictures, when we look at them and, it, and once you get a chance to go look at them, um, you can scroll over to an image on side imaging with your arrow and hit the plus button and it'll zoom in. You can continue to zoom in, I want to say twice or three times. And it makes, you know, just like you're taking a magnifying glass on that portion of what you're seeing and it makes it bigger. So sometimes you'll be like, dang, that, that kind of looks like something. You scroll over to it, you know, and then hit plus and it'll make that picture bigger. So these, these stumps here, they weren't very tall. I'd say two and a half three foot, you know, two and a half foot stumps, but the fish were stacked up on top of them. So what we got for, for those of you who are listening to the podcast can't see this, you can actually see the stump, see the little white dots, and then you can also see those shadows that we just talked about. Well, in this case, uh, unlike the last picture, the shadows are bigger. So when I saw that, this is all the, most of these pictures, the, the last one was these pictures that we're going to look at here in the future. Or from today, I went this morning and took them. Shane's like, go get us some fresh stuff to look at. And that's all right. Exactly. Yeah. It, it was, John, you can also, when you take your cursor over there, look at that. If you'd like it, don't you hit mark and it puts a, a waypoint right there? Yeah. When you, you run that cursor over there and get in the middle of it, right on that stump, you hit mark and it'll mark that stump. But uh, you can also, once you've zoomed in on the stump and, you know, you, you hit that plus sign and it's made it bigger and you're sitting there, you know, it's magnified. You can take your arrow at that point and you can move it around and magnify wherever you want to go on the side image. You don't have to just do it one time. You can move what it's magnifying around. Say, oh, I think that's another stump over there. Move it up or move it down, move it right, move it left. And kind of keep the magnification going. But um, the, the key to seeing these things is, is getting out there on the water and, and, and playing with the side imaging, because what happens is, get where your eye picks up on it. Like, one of the hardest things to see, a lot of times people will put bamboo in five gallon buckets, and as time goes on, they'll start losing its limb, 
and it's just poles sticking out of five-gallon buckets. They're very, very hard to see once they get locked out. They still hold fish. So I talked to Shane about the sport. I said, a lot of times it's not the bamboo that you're looking for. It's the bucket. So if you see that bucket, you, you learn if your eye gets trained, it's like, you know what? There's a five-gallon bucket because I've seen one before. Yeah, those, those buckets you could, are distinctive, like John's saying, and, and stake beds are real hard to see, too. You have to really tune your eye to that. So, so let's just say that you saw something and you're second guessing yourself and you mark it. So the best way to go back other than going and taking forward facing sonar and looking at it, another one thing you can do if you want to keep moving and keep scanning is come back over it with down imaging and just come right back over dead over your mark. Yeah, let's see. You got a there's a down imaging picture right, right here, John. There it is right there. There you go. That down image is a smaller column. It's looking right dead below the boat. Um, it's going to give you more detail. It's, it's just taking a finer snapshot of what's below the boat. Um, so I always tell people when I go up with them and try to help with electronics, I say, you second guessing yourself, do that loop, come back around, and after you mark that side image, come over the top of it. And a lot of times what happens is you didn't see something. It might have been shed or, you know, you come back over and say, oh, that was bait. So what you can do is don't don't forget to do this. Delete that mark on your graph. Don't don't leave a mark on your graph. It's not a good mark. That way, the next time you go fishing, you're like, man, what was that? You, you going through the whole scenario of looking at something that ain't worth a crap. Uh, you know, I, I catch myself running up the middle of the river, John, and I, I glance over and I'm like, man, it looks like a good tree. I just marked the center of the river. So that way it gets me, I'm like, Dude, that looks like a good tree. And then later on I'm coming, why did I mark it in the middle of the river? And I'm looking, oh, that tree right there. And I do, I mark stuff as I'm going down in the middle of the river. I know if I mark it in the middle of the river, I'm obviously not fishing the middle of the river, but I'm, there's some, there's a left side, the right side. There's something that I want to go investigate a little further. So. And then you can watch some, some people when they see you catching a fish when they're riding by. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're reaching up, scrolling up and hitting you're you're hundred percent correct. So right by here and you'll see them stick that hand up there, that graph, and you know what they're doing. They're marking you because they they've saw they've, they've seen you catch a fish there, so they're like, I'm gonna come back and investigate that later later. Exactly. Yeah, you can't in all modern technology guys, you can't really hide and nothing. That's why I say, Hey, you're gonna fish other people's brush piles or you know, whatever. Hey, if you're sinking brush piles, it all works out, you know, but that's that downscan picture you see these fish congregated like that and now necessarily you know like john always says you know these fish are up on top of this stump and they're probably hot them fish are probably back you know when they're up there that high above it when they're down in it they got you know right this time of year they got a bad attitude but maybe those fish right there probably be biting so i was uh, i don't know that i told you about this but up this morning uh what's today's day shane the, uh give everybody Little, you know, Today's the 19th, September 19th. All right, so it's September the 19th. Uh, the lake I've been fishing is a mix of white and black crappie, and we've been majority catching white crappie because they'll, like we always talk about, they'll bite more when it's warmer. But this morning, started getting that little bit of mix, and black crappie starting to do a little something. Which morning, when I got up at daylight, it was seven degrees. So yeah, what, what was it? It was cool. Was it 57? You said. You know, cool it off, and that fall bite is going to get. That's good. That's that's what we're kind of all waiting on, guys. So, we went over uh, the the hummingbird helix settings. We looked at some side scan pictures. This is a down scan. Uh, we're going to keep on going and look. Uh, 
That's the stumps we just looked at. That is a dock, John. Explain to people what I'm looking at here. Describe it without them seeing the video. We went over this in, on the live before, but that so, that dock right there is ridiculous. So. It looks like a hornet's nest under it. Okay. Yeah, it's unreal. Um, from what you can see in this picture, this is a floating dock. Uh, it, it looks like you can see some boxes that are up in the water column. And that's actually the floating portion of a, a boathouse dock. Down below it, it looks like a bunch of little wide, and it's all fish. I would, I, that's probably two hundred fish. Oh, it's unreal! It looks like a, a a potato truck spilled out. <laughs> it is unbelievable, guys. When you're side scanning, you see that it's kind of, it's blatantly obvious. You're, you're like, whoa, that's that's something. And the good thing is. You see them on the side scan, you get in there with your live scope or whatever. You really don't have to have a live scope in that scenario. You're just going to shoot in and count your jig down and whatever they bite. You don't You don't need you side scan and get the job done right there. So, uh, Chan can always tell them, like a lot of times I'll be on the boat, scan around here or here's them say, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I mean, I've seen the hunting spot then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, 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 you know, I can close my eyes and know if we're fixing to catch a fish or not, you know, especially when I'm fishing with John, but. That side scan is loaded, man. I, the uh, let's see what we got here. That's some more stumps, of course. Uh, there's a that's an interesting picture right there, John. It's an old picture, but hey, you find I found a bunch of boats. What are we looking at here, John? So in this particular picture, uh, that's a boat ramp off the Alabama River. Uh, I was putting in one day. You know, I start bringing my electronics. Boat ramp. I'm turning around. I caught the corner. I think that's the car. You know what? I'm going fishing. Messed my mind up right now with it. <laughs> Went fishing, come back, scanned it. Sure enough, it was a car. I re reported it to uh, the authorities. They came back, set a dive team in there, and it actually got linked to a missing person report. And it was a uh, Chevy S10 Blazer. I'll be darned. Yep. You S can see it. You can see the front windshield and all. That's. Reason why I show you this picture, guys. Those those settings John shared. Look how dialed in you can actually see the front windshield on this, and can tell it's an SUV kind of in that picture. I mean, yeah. oh, we 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 were like, we thought it was an SUV. You know, my buddy just Water patrol. I talked to him about it, and uh, you know, we were just kind of kicking around. We, we were both, both kind of excited when they dive team in there to go get it, kind of guess you know what it was going to be. I mean, I said, man. I'm hatchback something like that because i've got there were some more pictures i i had some pictures of it you know on live scope and then that on side imaging and actually when they went and drug it out one of the axles came off of it and it's still there so when you go put it in that ramp you can still see one i still see the axle out there <laughs> crazy like i said uh nowadays guys if you're trying to hide a car it's not good to try to put it in a lake that you can get boat access to because okay. somebody's gonna see it i guarantee you I promise you. Let's see what else we're looking at here. Make sure I hadn't missed anything. There's only so many pictures. Example, guys, we can show you a side scan, but we're just trying to get you. A lot of people are intimidated. They have all these electronics, and they're like, man, I don't know what I'm looking at. You know, like John said, take your cursor over there. you got a bullseye, and run that thing over there and hit the plus sign, and it's going to zoom it in. You're going to be, hey, man, that looks like fish. Or, I'm unsure. Then drop your live scope. Or throw a buoy out if you don't have live scope and go over there and start fishing. And then, you know, when I first started uh, fishing for these schooling fish, these blackfish in the fall, you know, 
I seen some on the side. I was like, man, that, that, those are not shad. Those are a lot bigger marks. And, and it, it end up, they're shaped like a pyramid or a sideways pyramid or like a Christmas tree. And you're like, that's, that's them, you know, that's them uh, wolf packs that people describe. And then I started being able to pick them up as I was going down the river. Like, oh, there they are. And I'd mark three or four. And like John and him was saying on the last show, drop your trolling motor, run out there and go catch them, you know, chase them down. And that's the funnest way to catch them to me. I mean, John just got through doing it last week. Uh, to me, it is that that you can catch a lot of fish, you know, fast. The fish are usually aggressive when they do that. You know, gonna catch all of them, but you'll catch a bunch of them out of those packs. Yeah, when they're eating, that's all. It's oh my gosh. Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, this this is an example of one right here. I mean that <laughs> that's a thick that's a thick back black fish right there, son. That's I actually that fish had some barring in it. I seen it. He's got a little hybrid look to him, don't he? That's why I, I, I took a picture of it. I was like, I might always say it, but I could see some in it. I, I see a little distinctive too, but like I said, we're going over this mapping and there's only, you know, we try to cut these shows to 30 minutes unless we really get to rambling and giving a lot of information out. But we went over the settings. We went over the, what the side scan picture looks like and stuff. And now, you know, this, this mapping side scan stuff, there's not going to be a whole lot of these series of this mapping. Then we're going to start going into rigging and different techniques. So John reminded me of a technique this weekend. I had some fish that uh, were being stubborn on a, uh, a stump, and I've seen them every weekend. And I catch one or two, and John was like, hey, man, put you a, a split shot, hook you, tail hook you a minute, and swing it through there and work it just like a jig and just take the slack out. Man, I popped seven eight of those fish and i was fired up because i accomplished something because those fish have been hard-headed i mean that's a deadly technique to use especially you know especially somebody that don't jig fish a lot or hasn't jig fish because i mean they can feel that fish load that rod up i mean it's it's fun and the good thing about it when you're doing that you got that split shot that's an identifier oh yeah you can definitely see it you can see the split shot and then that minnow's bucking around like crazy and see it too um, you know because a lot of times people, when they get started out, they have trouble picking up their bait, you know. Right. Things like that, are, you know, whether you're putting a bead above a weight to make it glow and so you to pick up your bait, uh, things like that will help you. And the more confidence you build with it, of course, the better you're going to get with it. That's right. You know, when you're just barely out of that beam or not in the center of it and you, you have that split shot or like some, a bead, like John said, you can peg a bead, take you some bobber stops and peg you a bead or whatever. But the, I use that. I just, I call it swinging a minute. I'm just swinging a minute through those fish. And, and, and man, they load up the rod. And the good thing about tail hooking that minnow, it was kind of weedless, you know, because the point was barely sticking out of the minnow. You know, those minnows I use are pretty big, those crappy minnows. So that was a cool technique because I was like, man, this I picked up a lot of fish doing that. But I went in there, I side scanned those stumps. I went into the live scope and I picked the hot little area out by this point in this big old creek and pinpointed those uh those certain stumps and they've always had fish on every time I've been in there and they've been aggravating and stuff but hey I swung a minute through them and hey caught them you know did I catch a limit no but hey I was it was a success to me because I've been looking at those fish for two or three weekends so always you know John like I said always keep minnows on your boat if you're if you're really Especially on me guiding and stuff, I'm gonna have to keep some minnows on my boat as much as I don't like to. But this time of year, you're fixing to be in the fall, you can keep them alive. So, um, if you you're, you're listening to this and you didn't get a chance to watch uh, the 
video we put out last week about mapping. This kind of ties into it. So what we talked about last week was what to look for on the map. And this week we're talking about side angle. You found, like Shane said, you found it on, you found it on the map. Now let's talk about how you run two side skin. All right. So obviously you want, this is, well, this is how, not obviously, this is how I like to do it. Right. Certain water dip and I'll run up that contour line. You don't want to be running all like starting in 10 foot of water, running down to 30 foot and just keep getting deeper and then coming back up. You can do that. But if you can run and then run up a contour line and just keep going, keep going and cover that depth of water and, and say it's 15 feet of water, get on that 15 foot contour line and just run up it. And what you're doing is you're covering that column of water. If you start finding fish in that column of water, then, you know, hey, I'm, I'm where I need to be. I'm finding fish. Let's, let's take out that four to eight foot of water right now. And let's, let's focus on what I've been looking at. Not the 25, but, you know, that, that, that this contour, contour line of 15 feet right now is working for me. Let me keep running it. Right. Don't leave it to chance. I mean, right. you got all this equipment. Don't leave it to chance. Say, hey, man, I'm starting to see some fish, eight, nine, ten foot of water. And keep running that, like you said, run that run that line. Uh, uh, John and them, they set my uh, side scan up to different color coding for different depths. Like that green is in my wheelhouse. I think it's from eight to 13 foot. I don't know what exactly what it is. I'll run that green and I'm running it till I can find as much structure as I can in that area. And then, like I said, you, well, he you said, not leave it a chance. That's right. The green on the map, you know, that that's the, the he's running in the green. Got his shaded on the map. Right. Um, what? So when I come to a new body of water and when I'll run that line and I'm, I might make me four or five marks and then I'll start back at the first one I made, which where, whichever way is downwind. So uh, I want to start on the downwind side. I'll fish those five and I'll say, all right, that's a good start. You know, if, I, if I've caught fish on it, they weren't worth a flip, delete them. Delete them off your map so you're not jumping your map up. Right, that's right. Don't, I mean, you can, you can scan, stop, fish, but you're going to be doing a lot of up and down, dropping a trolling motor, pulling it back in, you know, getting back there, you're on your starter, on your big motor. If you'll just run and you can find you four or five marks that are fishable off the trolling motor that are together, you know, start back, whichever one's the downwind one, get your nose going into the wind, fish that one, pop to the next and pop to the next you know, you've, you've, you've built a, a small pattern right there, you know. Right. And, you know, then you can get on your Navionics again and go go find that bend or that inside curve on a river system like you just found fish. And start, even if the fish aren't biting like this time of year, you're, you're, you're putting together your little catalog. You're, you're putting together a mental and a catalog in your depth finder to go find these fish. Excuse me, depth finder in your hummingbird, your helix or your Lawrence or whatever you're using. You know, it, it doesn't take a 12 to do all this, guys. You can do it with a 9. It's just like John said. You can't scan out as far, but you're putting something together, and that, that's what that's why we're doing these, to try to help you get you a pattern instead of just, you know, saying, well, I caught some on these stumps and running in there and, and dropping on those stumps. Try to go find you some more areas to find those fish because they, they move around on you. Believe me, I, 
I found a bunch Saturday evening. I told John, I was like, man, they're loaded. This bait's in there. Went there Sunday, ghost town. For no reason. They're, the bait's still in there. The water temperature, nothing, no rain on it. It's just, you're like, hmm. They're just gypsies, you know. They're on the move. So they may have went on back further. I don't know. I didn't get a chance to investigate it further. But, like, use all these tips and stuff that John and I are sharing with you and, and put together some patterns, man. Like I said, I, that we're trying to make you a better fisherman by sharing this information. Just, you know, what John's learned over the years and showed me and what I've learned a little bit is just trying to get you all, save you all some time because most people that watch this show are working people. They work during the week just like we we do. And then you're fishing on the weekend, so you don't have a lot of time and you want to, you know, maximize your time on the water. Hey, start taking mental notes from this, these kind of podcasts and, and different stuff, any information you can get that may help you. And we're talking about size of uh, helixes or whatever, solixes, whatever side imaging. I've helped people set up a lot of the best picture I've ever seen on one was on a helix 10. I've set up some other 10s, but I don't know what it was, that that unit and that producer, but the best picture I've ever seen on one was. Right. You can, and the oh. good thing about it, you can pick up those helix 10s. I bought mine for six $700 a guy had, you know, and it's a Gen 3. You'd be surprised what you can find those things. I use it for mapping, and, you know, of course, I got the bigger one at the console. But to me, you know, Helix has kind of got the side scan down. I'm not saying it's, you know, Hummingbird's got the side scan down. I know it's not the only one. Lawrence is good, too, but Helix is user-friendly to me. You know, those settings John shared, uh, I'll share them again right here. You know, those settings that get you so in the ballpark and, and – because a lot of times when you don't have those settings, same way with live scope, it's, it's not your, you're not going to say you're lost, but it, it is not maximizing your potential of the electronics. I promise you. So. And like we always say, if you got a question beyond this, uh, shoot us a message. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on Messenger. Our, my Facebook's John, Jessica Falmer, James got Shane Jones fishing. Yeah, that's exactly right. And if we don't, if we don't see it, you know, we're gonna when we do see it, we're gonna respond to you. Because sometimes, I I, wanna, I do want to say this: if we're not friends on Facebook, friend us because I don't know what it is. You know, somebody sometimes people yeah, the quest gets lost here. Exactly right. And it get sent over in that other queue, and I don't always check that. Uh, right, just uh, hey, friend requests, guys, or you know, uh, we'll message you back. I have people message me all the time, man. I had a guy call me last night that's coming in for the crappie expo. He's going to fish Logan Martin just, just to fish it. And he asked me, I told him I hadn't been on it. I said, I'll give you some creeks to go check out. You know, general area. He's, he's just coming down fun fishing, going to visit us at the expo and check it out. The expo, this I'm going to put this out tomorrow morning, but the expo starts Friday morning at 10 o'clock. We're going, John and Jessica and I are going to be right there in the booth, uh, booth number seven. Uh, John and him going to have some shirts like he's got on right there. Uh, if all goes well, I'm going to have some third-hand products, the uh, – the hooks that go on the uh, side of your unit to hold your rod and stuff. I should have those Saturdays, hopefully. Uh, Chad's trying to ship those out to me as fast as possible. We'll have a power brake display. You'll be able to, hey, put your hands on the power brakes, let it up and down, see the craftsmanship of the, the way, it's, way it's built and the breakaway system and stuff. So we're going to have some fun. We're going to be tying. I'm going to tie some jigs. Oh, yeah, that's right. John's going to be tying jigs for some kids. He said, I think I'm going to borrow some of his kids so I can watch you tie some jigs. <laughs> I was like, God. Yeah, we're going to have a good time, guys. We're going to be up there three days, man, for, you know, and 
hopefully uh, one of our buddies is going to be leading the tournament. Uh, we're hearing this tough up there, and some people like that toughness. So uh, a lot of people from different states and stuff are getting a shock right now because they're getting used to those blackfish in Alabama with a bad attitude. There's a bunch of them right now. So. Learn what the coast of turn is. Yeah, the coast of turn exactly when they run that butt up there. Oh, <laughs> shoot, what are you doing? You just went all the way to the top of the water and shot my jig down. But, guys, uh, without getting too repetitive about this stuff, we shared some down scan and side scan settings. I said some pictures. You can always go back and refer to these. Good thing about the internet and everything, these things are on there permanently, guys. They're, they're going to be on Facebook and uh, they're going to be on. Uh, YouTube, and, and uh, of course, this is going to be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You'll be able to listen to it going down the road. A lot of people tell me, hey, one of John and Buddy or Ryan Dooley, he, he messaged me the other day, and he, he, he does loan service. He said, man, I've been listening to y'all for four and a half hours. <laughs> and, you know, he's one of the best fishermen in the country, but, hell, he, he's enjoyed it, and we appreciate him listening to it. But oh, Dooley's going to be having a good practice out there. He's, he's out, you know, there for the Cracking Master now. I hope he's having a good practice. I hope all our friends have a good practice. Uh, but uh, it's hard. Oh, I, you ever met Ryan Dooley? Like him? It's oh, yeah, it's hard not to like him, guys. We, we got, we've had, we've had the privilege of having a lot of good people on this show, and a lot of people that watch the show and share care comments with it and answer questions as we're going on the live and stuff. But we're going to end this episode, man. We try to keep them about 30 minutes because, you know, everybody's attention span ain't, ain't too long unless you're really – the live, we got a bunch of interaction with a lot of different people. Here's just John and I just discussing stuff that we can think of here as we take notes. But we appreciate y'all. Like I said, we're going we're gonna to be trying to do this every Tuesday and try to put it on Wednesday morning. The Crappie Cast Live is at 7 o'clock on Thursday. We're live right there. Bring your questions. And, again, any suggestions you got, topics we need to cover rod reels we're going to start getting into all kinds of stuff uh different rod and reel setups why we use it why you know you may use it and then we'll get into stuff what what not to do what not to buy you know that we that we've learned over the years so john i appreciate you being on here we're going to end this thing and like i said i'm going to put this out this will be out wednesday morning uh what is it the 20th yeah and uh, we'll we're going to do it again we'll see y'all live thursday night and we're going to see you at the crappie expo Starting Friday, the 22nd through the 24th. We'll see y'all. Enjoyed it, guys. Hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. Like, re- re- I'm going to get it right. Leave a review. <laughs> Leave a review and let us know how what you think of it, man. And, and let us know. And let it, get us some feedback and let us know what this thing's doing. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Thank you.